What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. As you guys can see, we got some special guests with us. We got Sam Halle in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and we got the one and only Fikru Ashenafi. Is that how you say your name? It's close Ashenafi? enough, brother. Ashenafi. Yeah, Ashenafi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it, brother. Don't worry. That's a little. <laughs> I sound real uh, hey, American. I sound like my substitute growing up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I play with you. Uh, I appreciate y'all having me man. on, man. This is the first time I'm really excited to be on. Yeah, here. first time. Sam has been on before, but this is yep. your first time. Uh, for those who don't know, Fikru is a listener. He be peeping in, tuning in, giving commentary. So it's always fun when we have a regular or a listener check into the podcast. Come on give their insights and their wisdom for those who don't know Fikru's got a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. you know what i mean Come loves on. the lord dearly um he's single and ready to mingle <laughs> he had a check with me one time so, hey man come on bro like, I know, it's been a while i had to double check that <laughs> don't get somebody in trouble <laughs> oh, <laughs> she about to check in what hey. i'm a secret now? <laughs> You went on shaping the culture and didn't tell tell the world. <laughs> it's an <the> old podcast. <laughs> oh. This is before I met you. <laughs> yeah, it's about to be good. <laughs> but yeah, so um, what we're going to be talking about is going to be fun today. Uh, we're going to be talking about singleness. Come on. Uh, and men and our pride in our singleness. Mm. Maybe mm-hmm. how our pride is playing a role in our singleness. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, there's a lot to be said there. As as for those who may or may not know, Sam mm-hmm. is also single. Yes, I'm I ready am. Ready to mingle. I'm also single. I don't know if I'm ready to mingle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, let me kind of give the backstory to how this podcast episode started. It was over the summer we were at b-dubs me sam yoni part some yeah. friends from the community here and you had just read an article mm-hmm. that revolutionized yep. your whole view of relationships yep. singleness dating mm-hmm. um we'll get to that in a second so sam brother sam here was challenging all the men <laughs> at the dinner table to uh reconsider what we look for in the opposite sex as we um you know, mm-hmm. engage in the dating life or what have you. Yeah. And ironically enough, you had, or I had already read that article. It was an older article, mm-hmm. but I had forgotten about it. So I had to go revisit it. And then we got really excited about it. We recorded a podcast episode. Yeah. We went on Instagram and all we said was the <laughs> title of the message and the DMs came in yep. flooding. Mm-hmm. And people had their insights, people had their opinion, their view on the whole ordeal or what have you. And so we immediately thought, let's scrap this, (laughs) go back to the drawing board and do this over. And one of the people I talked to actually was Fikru. We actually got on a phone call and had a pretty lengthy conversation about all of this. And we were like, man, we would love to have you come on as we redo this episode. And so that's kind of the backstory of how we got here. Mm -hmm. And so before we get into it, Sam, brother Sam, <laughs> the man with the plan. <laughs> yeah, you, 
you want to tell us what this article uh, alluded to, what it was titled, yeah. how it convicted you, and yeah. then we'll we'll get into it from there. Yeah. So um, this summer was crazy. There was a lot of weddings. And we were in a lot of weddings. Uh, we were, yeah. We were being groomsmen. In the middle of a pandemic. Come pandemic. on now. That's what I was saying. It was crazy. And one of my friends, he was getting married. Um, and I was there too. And I was posting on my IG, like, look at them, man. They're having a good time. Look at us all single. It made it seem like I was complaining. But I was kind of complaining. And a friend reached out, like, yo, why don't you date someone in your community? I'm like, girl, like, <laughs> you don't understand. It's dry here. It's the wilderness. And she's like maybe you're not seeing the right person the way you're supposed to see them. You're like, Ooh. I was like, she said, have you read this article? I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, read this article. And the title of the article is The Woman You Want Me Not Exist. Mm. I'm like, first of all, when I read that, I did, not, I did not like the title. I'm like, what do you mean The Woman I Want Me Not Exist? <laughs> <laughs> and then I read the article and I had to sit back and just repent. Ooh. I had to repent. I was like, God, I've been having these unrealistic standards these ungodly standards um, to the point I am holding myself back from what God has for me. Wow. Right? And I was just like shook. I said, I got to share this with every man that I know that's single. <laughs> so I started sharing with my friends that are single um, because it really brought a lot of insight and it shaped the way I view um, relationships. Prior to this, it's just like, man, if she doesn't fit, my checklist, mm -hmm. then I ain't talking to her. <laughs> you know, she has to be a Christian supermodel. Supermodel. Yo, know, theologically, A1. A1. So many lists. She has to be a singer. All these things. She that has I, to know the like, She has to speak Amharic and English fluently. Not yeah. just like halfway, fluently. <laughs> <laughs> and she has to be like 10 out of 10. And I ain't going to lie. I was keeping myself from what God has for me. <laughs> But when I got delivered, though, mm, the article, the article set me free, bro. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's how I came about telling you guys about um, the article. The article. Yeah. And then Fikru, you want to give us your behind the scenes. So you I remember when we were talking about Instagram, you thought we were alluding to a different article. Um, mm -hmm. Brother, you're a six, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is like to Sam's point, we want a 10 out of 10, but we're not even 10 out of 10. For real. Right. And so, but we sent you the article and we're like, no, that's not it. This is the one. What was your kind of initial, uh, you know, re uh, reaction to the whole, uh, the article? Yeah. It seemed as though, you know, uh, the, the writer, uh, saw me in my life. The Lord revealed some things. <laughs> the Lord revealed my prayer time. The Lord revealed everything to this man, Greg Morse, bro. Uh, it, I, I felt everything that he was saying matched where I was. Uh, and, and similar to what Sam was saying, like, I wanted all of these things. Um, I wanted her to be that the Christian supermodel. I wanted her to, yeah. to serve in these ways. I wanted her to be in these positions. I wanted her to speak. I'm, I'm, I'm Harik or this or that, you know, I wanted all of these yeah. things. I thought through uh, family things. I've, I thought through all of these things before even, you know, potentially entering into a, a relationship yeah. or even like a talking stage is like, you have to knock all of these things out. Um, and I felt, yeah, I felt the same conviction that Sam was, was talking about. Like, this is very real. Uh, and, mm. and I'm sure it's not just Sam and I, obviously he wrote this because he probably experienced something similar to this. And so, um, yeah, I, I felt, man, I felt seen. 
I felt naked, <laughs> you know, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, you know, and they hid themselves. That's what I felt like. And so. And where the leaves at? <laughs> said, where the leaves? <laughs> God said, where you at? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man. Yeah. The yeah. Lord, yeah. The Lord is gracious in it. I'm still growing and the Lord is still doing a work. Like, like Sam said, the, you know, uh, sanctification is a process, you know, <laughs> sanctification takes time. but, uh, but yeah, man, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely a really helpful article in revealing to me my yeah. selfishness, my sinfulness, and the fact that my standards for a wife might be higher than God's standards in that same Oof, time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, let's just jump right into it. I know for me, my uh, reaction to, yeah. I read it a while ago and I completely forgot it. So when I read it back, <clears throat> I was like, golly, yeah, for real. <laughs> yo, this is shout out to, for those that are like, man, I need new information. I need new content. This was a reminder. We yeah. need to be reminded of what we already know. Come on. Because we could forget easily. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so um, these truths, these truths are something we need to revisit yep, yep. frequently because mm -hmm. the heart is prone to stray. And before you know it, you find yourself living um, contrary to what you yeah. believe is yeah. the truth. Yeah. And so, yeah, shout out to sanctification. You know, shout out to reminders. Mm. Shout out to conviction and yep. being seen. And so, but yeah, so uh, Ficker said, you know, our standards might be higher yeah. than yeah. the Lord's standards. Yeah. Um, that's... By and large, I think that is the drumbeat, right? Mm -hmm. That is the the theme of the article that yeah. we read. Yeah. And so what were some things in the article that you guys read that stuck out to you mm -hmm. and made you have to reevaluate mm -hmm. the way you were moving, thinking, mm -hmm. um, processing, all of that? Sam, you want to start this, brother? So when I first read it, um, the part that really had me shook is the part that uh, he talks about how we have so many options. As a result, we don't even know how to pick one. Um, he gives this example of a kid goes to this, you know, um, candy shop or like, for an example, he goes to a toy store. Right. And his dad says, hey, you can get one toy. But the mm. kid had so many options in the store. Um he couldn't decide on one toy. As a result, he came out empty-handed. So the article gets at this idea that at the end of the day, having so many options as a result keeps us or robs Man. us from love. And we keep ourselves from um, enjoying what God has for us because we see the options and we're like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. And as a result, we go out empty-handed. He gives another example of like, um, wanting all the flavors on ice cream like you can't have that you go you don't go to an ice cream shop and get let me get everything yeah. you look messy it's yeah. not gonna look cute um so it's just like wanting all the flavors um made me realize man like this is not realistic like like i should not be having these kind of standards for my future wife yeah wanting her to have everything that's not realistic yeah. um so that really that part really hit me um wanted to want to that part, actually, yeah. There's actually a direct quote I want to read yeah. from the article that alludes mm -hmm. to what you're talking about. He says, the cruelty of options and the mm. tyranny of unrealistic expectations yeah. for marriage frustrate them. So they leave empty-handed. Yep. Self, in the end, has stolen love from them. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Like we block ourselves from our oh. blessings in trying to indulge with with all these different options. Yeah. And so, but we need to talk about that too, because I know our sisters have, you know, said some things that are valid. And I know mm -hmm. we've mm -hmm. talked about this too, but just I mean, in the in the time that we live in, yeah. the era that we live, the Instagram, the social media age, there's always somebody that's gonna be, be smarter that's gonna come yep. along. There's always going to be somebody prettier that's going to mm -hmm. come along. Mm -hmm. There's going to yep. be somebody that's more theologically sound that's going to come along. Mm -hmm. There's going to be someone that has more interests and hobbies um, that you are also into mm -hmm. um, that's going to come along. And what we do is we essentially just kind of sit and wait for the perfect one because options have kind of shared to us or lied to us mm -hmm. that it gets better. Mm -hmm. And it might not get better. And so self ultimately yeah. hinders us from seeing the true beauty of what's in front of us. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, figure like, how do you like, how has options robbed you of potentially pursuing someone godly? Yeah, I think that's good. I think the difficulty uh, is in that I, I, I see someone and you, you kind of alluded to it and talked about it, but like I, I can see someone that loves the Lord has these two amazing qualities that would make her an amazing wife, an amazing mother. She serves the Lord, all of these things. But I'm like, okay, I would love for somebody like that. But then if you could add this feature and this feature <laughs> to her, like yeah. then, then I have my wife, like I'm, I'm trying to create a pizza or something like that with these toppings on it or something. Uh, and, and that's just not how, that's not how it works. Uh, and so I, I, I do think, especially being that I think men have, more options within the context of the church than women do. Um, there, there are less God-fearing, you know, godly men within the context of the church, serving, living in community, all of that stuff mm -hmm. as compared to women. And, and, and so I think that that has to do a, a little with discipleship and a lot of different things like that. But mm -hmm. being that we're the minority, it, it is harder for us to say, um, this is who I want to pursue uh, and forsake all else. That's what marriage is. But before that, we have to do that with, with intentional dating, um, yeah. seeing all of these other options or seeing within my mind, the, the, the picture of what my wife is going to be and saying, she's part of that, but she's not all of that is, is hard for me. I, I, sometimes I think it would be awesome if there was only one per, like if I lived 200 years ago, and I couldn't fly anywhere. I didn't know anyone in social media. I didn't know any of that. Who was in front of me was the person yeah, that I would yeah. marry. That's true. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, just because exactly what you guys were, were talking about, there's you're in an, an ice cream shop and you're like, this flavor would be awesome. But if I have to choose this flavor, that, then that means you have to forsake all else, right? And the possibility right. of something in the future that might be your thing. What if I choose this person and who God actually had for me comes yeah. in a year or two years it's yeah. like that's not how ultimately god <laughs> operates but that's how we're, we're i'm tempted to believe and so it's it's difficult yeah. no that's real and i think that the problem with options is that it's never ending mm -hmm. and so if we don't catch ourselves we're going to be caught in this never-ending yeah. cycle yeah. Yeah. because there'll always be another conference yep. <laughs> you know what i'm saying there's always going to be a city yeah right yeah. you and i we've joked like Forget the states, you know, we can go to Europe, we can go to Africa. Like, like globalization is real, right? Y'all yeah. <laughs> thought Christ Canet was coming to London for good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm weak. And no, but like, really though, it's, 
it's just this idea that you will always run yourself <clears throat> to your to the end mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to your end your detriment if you're always looking yeah. for something out there yeah. and i think what it ultimately does too i'll speak for myself is i think it speaks to the broken cisterns that we turn to mm -hmm. Like we're trying to find something and someone that we should be ultimately be finding in Christ. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we're trying to pick the perfect pizza. But the reality is you can have the perfect pizza, but you'll never have the perfect person. We're flawed individuals. Yeah. And no matter who you decide to commit to, yeah. they will fail. They will fall short as so as us, right? Yeah. Like we too fall. like, you know, sometimes too, it's so funny because we're talking about looking for mm -hmm. this perfect person mm -hmm. And it's just like, hey, do we even possess half the things yeah, that we're looking yeah. for, or asking for? And so the beauty of marriage, um, from my understanding, is these two imper imperfect people yeah. coming together yeah. to an ex experience an imperfect but beautiful marriage yeah. that points us back to the real thing, which is the, the Godhead. The point of marriage was never to fulfill mm -hmm. this emptiness within us. Yeah. It was supposed to point us to this covenant that we have mm -hmm. with the father because of the finished work of Jesus. And so even when we, you know, when we even miss out on what marriage is all about, we kind of, you know, we fall fault to looking for things we shouldn't be looking yeah. for or looking for things that don't even exist altogether. Yeah. And so, yeah, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. if she has, it's like that 80, 20 rule, right? Like, so I've been told, I don't know if you guys have been made aware of this 80-20 rule where, you know, you can have eight out of the 10 things you're looking for in a person, mm -hmm. but two of those things that aren't there for whatever reason mm. drives us away mm. to another option. Mm. And that other person might have two of the 10 that you're looking for, but they don't have eight of the yeah. 10 that you're yeah. looking And so it's just this never ending cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that part of the problem is, again, we're looking for God yeah. in people. And Matt Chandler always says, your spouse makes a crummy God. Mm. And so I think what helps us, you know, narrow down the options yeah. and not get lost in all of these different options, yeah. and understanding that there will always be someone better, yeah. Come on. better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that we need to look to Christ to be fulfilled. Yeah. Because all these other options are pointing to the brokenness oh, within us, I think. That's real. I, like, man, for me, majority of the time before I, like, read this article, even my view in, into relationship and marriage is, like, it's going to make me complete. Mm. Like, I'm not going to lack anything anymore. But that's flawed, man. Like, marriage is not going to cure my sin issue, you know? Relationship is not going to cure my sin issue. But Christ is, right? Yeah. Um, so... Already having this mindset that, man, if she comes in this complete package, it's going to solve my problem, is wrong. And that's when the article talks about, like, man, we're broken people. Yeah. We're going to hurt each other. Yeah. And, the, and the article um, from uh, Brother Euro 6, he says, man, marriage is work. Yeah. And uh, actually in our church, we're going through a sermon series about relationship singleness. Um, in the book, uh, we're reading uh, The Seven Myth of Singleness. Like, it talks about marriage is as hard as singleness if not more hard if, if not more hard right <laughs> like it's more complicated yeah. and my whole the whole time me thinking like when i get into a relationship when i get married man life is set <laughs> like everything is gonna go the way i want it so having this pre-notion pre uh, um, premeditated thought of like 
coming in a, in a complete box was flawed. And and now after reading the article, I realized, man, like entering into a relationship, entering into marriage, it's it's, it's gonna be work. And she has her issues, like eight out of ten, eight out of ten, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be work to make a to make yeah, work. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. That's really good. I I I think what you said was really good in that. If, if we think and if we bought into the lie that marriage is going to complete us and that um, marriage is going to be easy and, you know, all of that stuff about our next season of marriage, then it all depends on yeah. who I'm mar- Like, if I don't get this decision right, if I don't choose the right person, then it won't be what I, I need it to be. I won't be complete, you know, and, and obviously the finality of marriage is such a big thing that if we believe if I mess this thing up in that I don't choose the 10 um and my life is going to be miserable and my marriage is going to be hard work like there are going to be seasons where marriage is hard, really hard yeah. you know where yeah, you're yeah. going to want out yeah, um but yeah. that that covenant is going to hold you there it don't matter how cute she is you know one you know when you guys are arguing she's not cute uh it doesn't <laughs> matter it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter how much you laugh if you're fighting like there are going to be seasons <laughs> in which you're she's not gonna make you feel the way that you want to feel that chemistry is not going to be there. You know, that yeah. that's just a part of a part of marriage. And so if we think like you were saying, Sam, uh, that, that marriage is the thing that's going to complete me, mm. um, then it puts a lot of pressure on us to choose the the right one. Um, because if we don't, then, then the rest of my life is, is screwed. And, mm. and so I think that that might be something within us too, that we have to check. Like, yeah, do I yeah. believe this person's going to make my life like, or break my life? Do I believe, not to say, obviously, Proverbs talks about a quarrelsome, you know, woman and all that stuff. Obviously, we want yeah. to, to to have someone that isn't th- that way. But yeah, yeah. if we believe marriage is going to be the thing that saves us, then then it's just way too much pressure on us. And, and hard work is the thing that's going to sustain us through our marriage and trusting in the Lord in that. So that's a good yeah. point. He says in the article, lofty preferences downstream from an inflated view of self let's talk about that for a second (laughs) 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 so we talk about options Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we talk about preferences Mm -hmm. lofty these all right it's one thing to want someone that you're attracted to and we maybe we should start here too there's nothing wrong with being attracted to your spouse or wanting to be attracted to your spouse. we just start there like when adam (laughs) saw eve he said whoa man come on on." that's what we he that was the first r&b song that was ever made right there whoa man like (laughs) he said bone of my bone flesh of my flesh like he saw something he was attracted to but I think the problem is we don't only want someone we're attracted to, but we want something greater than that. Yeah. You know, yeah. we want all we like the article. We want lo- we have lofty preferences. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, f- they got to be, you know, I know the ladies want a six, four. Mm. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I know men, they want it's like, yo, they got to have this feature and yeah. that feature and yeah. this feature. Yeah. And then they got to be making this amount of money. They got to, they got to have this degree. They're going to have to have all of this. And on some level, it's good to move with wisdom and in wisdom, it's good to have some of those things, but can those things hinder us from seeing someone that's truly beautiful and someone that is a child of God, 
again, I want to, the article says something so beautiful about how, you know, like the women of God are growing into this beautiful yeah. masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he said, she is cultivating a beauty your earthly eyes cannot see yeah. yet or cannot yet see without blinding. Mm. Marrying in the Lord is never a call to settle. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to say that one more time. I'm going to say that again. She's cultivating a beauty for your earthly eyes cannot yet see without blinding. Mm. Marrying in the Lord is never a call Cult. to settle. Yeah. And I think like when we major in the minor mm. and we put an emphasis where yeah. god does not yeah. yeah yeah we are speaking to that blindness we're kind of a tr like we're we're telling on ourselves yeah. in a way right yeah. where we're revealing that we have not bought in yet into mm. this gospel mm. we have missed what true yeah. beauty actually is we yeah. have missed out on what god yeah. is doing in the hearts and the yeah. souls yeah. of his children yeah. we've missed out on this idea um, that God is more glorious, mm -hmm. more beautiful. I mean, we all know the verses. Mm -hmm. Beauty is fleeting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But a woman that fears the Lord, you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and then I don't see, we got to be somewhere in the middle because I think sometimes uh, it's, it's two extremes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's either uh, looks don't matter. Preferences <laughs> don't matter. Or it's the complete opposite mm -hmm. where you're mm -hmm. like, this is all that I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. But I think we have to, as men, learn how to buy into the gospel. Yeah, yeah. Believe, fight to believe. I mean, the gospel is a fight, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Paul tells Timothy at his end, I fought the good fight of yeah, faith, right? Yeah, we got to yeah. get in the ring. Yeah. We got to, you know, we're going to get slapped sometimes by unbelief. Yeah. But we got to choose to believe that yeah. what we're gaining in a woman of the lord yeah. surpasses whatever this culture deems to be beautiful yeah yeah and so how do you guys reconcile that with our lofty mm. preferences Bikru? <laughs> <laughs> okay <clears throat> yeah i think that's really good bro i think um like you said man it's usually like hey beauty is all that matters. I think there's a third option. Mm -hmm. Beauty is all that matters. If she doesn't have this and it's, you know, uh, or yeah. beauty doesn't matter at all. And, and God, obviously godliness is beauty. And so we need, we need that middle ground, but I think also men of God, you know, we want a woman that is beautiful. You feel me? Yeah. Hey, I yeah, said, yeah. I didn't say the beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. We want a woman that's, yeah, yeah, you know, amen. Yeah. And also, serving seven days a week you know feeding the poor and you know what i mean <laughs> and also she's she making six figures you know all this like hey i so i think They're making six figures <laughs> why not why not <laughs> come on brother i'm in ministry i don't think that big you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I think i think that's the thing like i i i see one thing here can i just read from the article it says I could have acted both proud. Uh, I could have acted both proud characters in Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing. As Benedict, I could have said, "One woman is fair, yet I am well. Another is wise, yet I am well. Another is virtuous, yet I am well. But till all graces be in one woman, one woman shall not come in my grace." Do we not? Do we not say that? I, yeah. I feel as though you know we yeah. say, "Hey, she needs to be beautiful. She needs to be smart. We need to have chemistry. She needs." Yeah. 
to, you know, for Sam, she needs to speak the same language. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's real. I feel you. That's real. Because the relatability with family and everything. But like we say, she needs to be all of these things Mm. or else uh, that woman will not be given my grace, like my presence. Mm. And so Mm. prioritizing, like what, what does the Lord prioritize? Yeah. You know, what does he see and say, this is valuable. This is important. Yeah. Uh, this is what I want uh, in you. This is how I want you. To, this is who I want you to, to prop up yeah. and encourage and strengthen in her calling. Yeah. And she can do the same thing for you. She can be your yeah. helper. Uh, like those are the questions that we need to ask. Not to say that I, I don't need to be attracted to her because that is important. But yeah. does she need to be in the top 1% of people looks like that? That's just, <laughs> what is that? You know? Yeah. So I think it just, like you said, man, we need to look at ourselves and say, bro, I'm a six, you know, um, <laughs> based on the article, you know, I think I'm a little, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. but that's, I think that's real. I think we need to, to evaluate ourselves. And, that's and real, I think bro. if we evaluate ourselves yeah. within the context of like, bro, I am broken. I am depraved. Mm-hmm. I am, I am a mess and Christ has redeemed me. Um, I have nothing that is of myself. Like Paul says, bro, like, I, it's, it's all, it's all his grace. It's all him. You know, if we come to that realization and understand that God has given us his grace and that's the thing that enables us to walk out what we're doing. Um, I think that humbles us in a way to be able to approach a sister in Christ and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, I see this in you. I see that you love the Lord. I see that you're serving in this way. I see that you're involved in these ministries. I see your heart. Like that's attractive. I think that begins to attract us Mm -hmm. more than those other things. I'm thinking about, I truly believe as we immerse ourselves in the things of God, our definition of beauty changes. Yes, yes. I truly believe as we fall more deeply in love with Jesus, mm-hmm. what, ev- what we want out of life, forget what we want out of a partner, yeah, yeah. what we want out of life is radically changed, right? And so if Jesus does not, like I think of that classic Paul Washer mm-hmm. illustration mm-hmm. where he arrives late mm-hmm. to a service or he li- arrives late to a party or what have you, mm-hmm. And he tries to explain why he's late. He's like, my bad brother, please forgive me. You would not believe what just happened to which you would apply what I happened. Did, yeah. And he's like, yo, I was driving, right? I was on my way over here. And then my tire popped. I had a flat tire. Mm. So I was out on the road changing my tire. Yeah. And while I was changing my tire, I, you know, I didn't really do the math properly. And so, you know, I was somewhat in on the highway on the freeway mm. and the semi truck was just mm. coming and i didn't see the semi truck because i was mm. i was so focused on changing my tire mm. and i realized too late and the semi truck came mm. and just drove right into me mm. that is why i'm late would you forgive me <laughs> there, there's a couple of things either he is lying yeah. to you or he's lying to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Because Paul mm. Washer's argument is there is no way you can come in contact with a force like that and that not have an impact on your life. Yeah. Yeah. Same with the gospel. Yeah. If we really believe that the gospel is a force, yeah. if we really believe that the gospel okay. is this this powerful yeah. uh, revelation, this powerful uh, uh, insight. Yeah. And it doesn't do anything to our mm. desires. It doesn't mm. do anything to our ambitions. It mm. doesn't do anything to our dreams. Well. It doesn't do anything with our affections. It doesn't do anything to our direction in life. Yeah. Can we really say we've come in contact with this thing? Yeah. And so to Fricker's point, if we're really being captivated by the love of God and seeing his beauty, mm-hmm. I think our beauty then begins to change. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think we're spending more time on Instagram than the son of God to quote KV, Mm. (laughs) right? Like we, (laughs) we spend more time scrolling on Instagram than we do the, the holiness of God because only he can give us a new site that will help us see what we actually need in a spouse and pursue that wholeheartedly. Yeah. So good. I, I think for me, that really challenged me. Like, have I bought into this gospel first? You know? Yeah. Um, when you really understand who God is, when you spend time, intimate time with him, it changes what you desire. Like yeah. you said, like, before, like, Christ, my desire in a woman was completely different than mm. my desire in a woman now. Mm. I'm going to be vulnerable. Before, she Let's has talk to about be it. 10 okay. out of 10. Yeah, man, my friends has to say she's the baddest. If Trophy. she's not ten out of ten, yeah. I would not talk to her. Yeah, like yeah. period. Yeah, even ten out of ten is subjective. Um, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Also, like man, like when I say like her IG has to be popping, <laughs> like like she has to have over like two thousand followers at least. <laughs> right, so, and like for real, bro, at least two thousand followers, yeah. and. And it was just unrealistic. I'm so. What am I doing? Like yeah. when I came in, when I came in contact with the gospel, when God opened my eyes to who He is. I'm like, first of all, she wasn't even in Christ. I wasn't mm. looking for a woman that was in Christ, wow. right? And I was setting myself up for failure, mm. like like heading myself in a direction where God doesn't want me to, right? But when I came in contact with who Jesus is, and I start to read the Bible, I start to read what God wants me to have. My, my, my definition of what I want in a woman, what my, my views on like, oh, it's not about looks as much anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about her character, you know. Does she love people? Does she serve at church, mm-hmm. you know? Is she committed to, to, to the people around her, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it just shaped my, my view of like women in a new way. Before it was for like, how can they serve me? Yeah. Now it's like, man, how can I serve her and how can we serve together mm-hmm. the kingdom of God? So good, I man. think it's important that if we haven't bought into this gospel, then we will get relationship marriage. We will get life wrong completely. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to just first, we have to buy into this gospel first. Yeah. 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 No, that's good, bro. That's really good. Yeah. There's a lot to be said there. Ficker, do you want to add to that? I think that's good, man. I think uh, you echoed a lot of the sentiments that, that I like. I've seen it. You know, I've seen coming into... Uh, a place, you know, into a ministry and be like, no, I don't really see anybody that fits my standards, you know? Um, And, and this is going back to, you know, college me. So, you know, I've grown, I've changed. (laughs) This is my Uh, testimony. (laughs) (laughs) Always in the past, always. but I've, I've looked around the room and, you know, I'm like, ah, no, I don't see anybody that would fit my, you know, my criteria. And then a year later, I'm like, man, she loves the Lord. She's serious. She's Mm, beautiful. She's this, she's that. And so that's, that's really it. That's the Lord doing a work in us and changing the way that we see things, the way that we understand, the way that we perceive, the way that we, it's just our affections, man. When they're there after Jesus, the, those who are seeking after the Lord attract us and draw us in. And so that's, that's so beautiful. Let's do something here. Um, what do you think we fail um, or where do you think we fail as a man in this department? Not, I mean, as Christian men, mm-hmm. when we think about, being in the church and this is the time now right where people are getting married people getting engaged people dating seriously for the intent of marrying um what can we do better as men because i think that yeah we 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 talked on yo our pride is really you know making us think that 
there's you know there's there's someone better coming right we 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 fall into the trap of options you know we've talked about man have we have we really let the gospel shape what we deem to be beautiful but what else like I, I like you know when i think about um you know i remember i was talking to some married friends and actually yoni being one of them but he was just we were talking about how yo there could be a lot more couples right now if y'all just kind of like really <laughs> humbled yourself, got off your high horse and saw them for who they really were. And so, I mean, that, that, that was, that was a little bit more aggressive. I think he said it in a <laughs> nicer way, but it, it, the, it still stands. It's still valid. Like what, what do you think holds men in the church back from pursuing godly women and figure brought up a good point that you know we do have more options in the church you know godly men are scarce in the context of uh, when i say like christians i mean those that are you know being poured into that are submitted to their leadership that are um pouring themselves into the community and the community pouring to them mm -hmm. you know i mean it's obvious there's way more women yeah. than men but you know what can we do as men kind of change the way we've been moving mm -hmm. and really look for things that are realistic and maybe consider things um, that we haven't been considering. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think one. Ficker just said, you got that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> um, I think one of the problems that I see um, in the church is we automatically make them our sisters. Like, they're our sisters. We don't even give them the opportunity to be more than sisters. So we automatically friend zone them. Like, every girl that's in our church, like... That's crazy, yeah. We, we just sisters on them, you know. We, we friend zone them. And we look for women outside of our local community mm -hmm. to find women. Um, so for me, I realized um, what I've been doing is... Can I be vulnerable? Is it, is it okay? Hey, man. Is, is it? Go ahead, bro. Your reputation's uh, on the okay, line. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason why I closed my eyes to people that were in front of me is mm. having these, what if I can do better? Um, what if there's someone that is more compatible with me? What if, like, entertain this what if? And also, like, man, like, I don't, like, I grew up with her, you know, I we're very close, we're very friendly, like, I just can't see myself past this friendship, I just can't see myself moving forward or ruining the friendship. Mm -hmm. like the risk of losing that friend, like I, I don't want that. So I, as a result, I just shy away from engaging any um, relationship outside of friendship, yeah. right? It's out of fear um, of like, dang, man, this is a beautiful friendship I have with this person. Yeah, I don't, yeah, don't yeah. want to lose that. So we just automatically just set boundaries. Maybe God has that person for me, but I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Fear of like losing the friendship and also playing this if I can do better um, mentality is very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. that's real. Those bro. two really, yeah. There's a lot, like on on one end, yeah. I think it's healthy to see, you know, um, you know, women as our sisters. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. But on the other hand, at hand, I wonder how much we hide behind that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. sometimes, or like the whole even, I grew up with the person. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. 
sometimes that's the best person for you, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the whole, and we, we should talk about this too. Like, Oh, I can't see them in a different light. Mm. What is that? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Is that really rooted in what the Bible teaches? Or is that our pride? It's our pride. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What, what do you got? Figure you got thoughts. <laughs> that's really my cousin though, bro. Like we grew up together. You know, when we were, when we was five, you know, our parents used to, you know, it was just, it was different, bro. It was different. Yeah. And so I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's hard <laughs> when you're, when you actually believed you were cousins growing up yeah. <laughs> to then say, uh, you know what? She looking good, bro. I might have to yeah. do my shot, but no, I, I think Hold I have to cut you off. Don't forget your thought, but the reality of what you just said and what you were saying, Sam is at the end of the day, we should be looking at every woman as yeah. our sister, yeah. biblically speaking. Biblically, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like this weird, like, up until you marry them, that's mm -hmm. your sister. Yeah. So, sorry, we had, yeah. So, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I think, like, at the end of the day, it's only in the dating game when we choose to see somebody as a sister but like we're not really moving like that in real life <laughs> right because sure. if every like even the person um that we want to be with or the person that you know technically speaking that you know until you say your i do's that's your sister in the lord that's or what true. have yeah. you yeah. there's i'm already thinking of all the, the responses <laughs> and the, I'm, I'm trying to ignore in my head where people be going with this but at the end of the day we yeah. only claim people to be our sister yeah when we when we don't want to be with them mm. but the truth of the matter is even the people you do want to pursue they're also your sister yeah. in the lord yeah. yeah but yeah sorry i cut you off but yeah no yeah i think that's good i think <clears throat> i think a lot of what Sam said is real. And I think those are some things that I was, I was going to say is like, man, um, we sisters own a lot of, a lot of people, you know, uh, yeah. some, one of my friends, she says, is that your sister too? You know, when, whenever oh. we <laughs> interact with a new person, <laughs> is that your sister too? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. and so, yeah, I, I feel as though I'm guilty of that. Um, and then, uh, also, you know, what, what Sam was saying, like, if you've grown up with some of, if you're within the context of, you know, the same Christian, you know, Christ-centered community with someone and you guys date and then it doesn't work out and then it's just really awkward. And then, you know, like there are things that keep men from, from uh, shooting their shot within their community, at least because of fear, because of fear, it's not going to work out because of fear that if I even shoot my shot at this person, and then she turns me down and then six months later i shoot my shot at her friend is where's my reputation is my reputation now you know um in question uh, i think i feel like um gossip is a, is a fear too I, yeah. I feel like a lot of fear is 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 a reason for for guys not shooting their shot That's and then right. also i mean we're going to be honest pride is also an issue right? right if i feel as though i need to continue to look because there might be something better um I think I think there's an issue there. I think maybe the advice that I want to give, but not want to give at the same time, is like, hey, yo, just go for it. You know, <laughs> I think sometimes we overthink, and personally, I'll say that like I overthink, I overanalyze, I start thinking, yo, how would our families interact? You mm. know, if we were to be married, like I'm thinking about all yeah. like all of these important things for sure. Yeah. But like, yo, you you, I mean, you've had a conversation with her, but you haven't talked about intentional dating or anything like yeah. that. 
I think seeking wisdom, right? We want to be wise. We want to, we want to ask those around us. We want to ask our accountability and our, our disciples and all that stuff about this person and, and ask, you know, if you're in the same community, you've seen them interact with other people. You've seen their, yeah. their conflict and how they've solved those things. Um, yeah. Like that's an ideal situation. But I think sometimes we got to move out of that. Oh, she's my sister or move out of that fear and just be like, yo, she's dope. She loves Jesus. I'm attracted to her. Let me shoot my shot. Yeah. Yeah. And not live in fear. Uh, I think that's that's probably a big thing that we need to do. And um, it's, yeah, I think I said the part name. of the problem too is, and I do know our listeners are um, diverse. We don't just have Abisha listeners or Ethiopian Eritrean listeners. Um, but I think part of the problem in our specific context or community is, um, you know, once you shoot your shot, it's kind of like. Uh, you, you it's it's shooting your shot is viewed as you're proposing mm -hmm. or going on dates is this lifelong like i'm now committing my life to you yeah, yeah. we don't know how to date yeah. in our context yeah. you know everything is extremely serious yeah. and there's no room for things to grow yeah. there's no natural progression it's yeah. just oh if he asks me out that means i have to commit my life to him and it's like no, I just want to get to know you or you yeah. maybe want to get to know me. Yeah. Let's see where this leads. Let's see where this goes. And I yeah. think also what holds us back as men, mm -hmm. um, I'll speak for myself. I don't know if you guys can relate, but I think you guys do. I think what holds me back is, um, you know, the fear that me shooting my shot is, <laughs> is on the same level as me getting on one knee and proposing, mm. you know? Mm um and not to say like we should be casual in who we date or that we should be um lackadaisy in our approach but i really do believe that sometimes going on a coffee date or going on a lunch or dinner date can be in it doesn't it's just like yo if anything we got it we had a good time yeah. and we just decided we should this isn't yeah. it, you know but i think I think it it, it it speaks to our pride in that our pride holds us back from seeing people um, mm. for who they are and who they can be. Yeah, yeah. And it holds us back from something potentially great. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anything? How do you yeah. move away from that? Do you think, Abu? Like, how do we move away as a culturally from that belief that? If I go, you know, if I ask somebody out on a date, you know, coffee date or whatever, it's this level of commitment. Like, how do we holistically as a culture, I guess we can do it from the church level, but how do we yeah, move away that's from a that loaded question, misconception? Bro. I don't know if I have the answers for that, but I think it starts with conversations like this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, you know, I'm so thankful for all of our listeners at Shaping the Culture, but something that has kind of hurt is when people say you're talking about things the church isn't talking about mm -hmm. and i'm like man shaping the culture or podcasts shouldn't be the only platform where we're engaging in yeah. conversations yeah. like this and i think when the church is silent on singleness when the church is silent on dating yeah. when the church is silent on marriage yeah. it leaves room for people to create their own worldview around yeah. the topic or they're left to their own yeah. um I don't know, de devices, mm -hmm. resources, yep. maybe uh, professors, books that they're uh, reading to kind of shape or define their worldview. Yeah. And I think 
maybe one practical step forward is, hey, let's let's have more conversations in the church about stuff like this. Um, yeah, I think that's a step forward, but I don't know what it's going to take holistically to kind of, you know, strip the the gravity of a date and just be like, yo, we're just we're just grabbing grabbing coffee here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not asking you to marry me, but but I think for me and other men that I've talked to, there would be more pursuit if you know they didn't feel um, tied down mm-hmm. um, by asking someone on a date. And I think Fickery also brought up the point of you know, hey, if it doesn't work out and you ask somebody that they know or a friend of theirs, that's also reputation is on the line, so on and so forth. And I know there's a lot of opinions around that as well, just from conversations I've had with others. But I think that's a the factor, too. I think I think what really helped me, um, like you said, is having these conversations with my friends, having these conversations mm-hmm. uh, with my family. Um, so I think if we don't have these conversations in a small level, it's not gonna get. It's not someone in the in, in like on the news. They're not gonna talk about this. Mm. You know what I mean? It starts with uh, with each other and like this right now. Yeah. So most of my like even my views ha- has changed from conversation I had in a mm. close, friendly conversation where you know I feel safe to have these conversations where I feel loved to have these conversations. Yeah. So if I didn't have um, a safe place where I had these conversations, I wouldn't have the views that I have now. Mm. So I think it's important to have these conversations in a safe context. And it starts with the church, like you said, man. Yeah. The church is should be the front, like front in the front leading these conversations. Right? So um if we don't do it, the world will do it. Yeah. And the the way the world will do it is not the way God wants it. Mm. Uh so if we don't in, in, intervene and start sharing these truths the world is going to have its own truth, yeah, its yeah. own definition, yeah. its own um, views on what marriage is, yeah. its own views on what relationship is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on how to go about it yeah. and the implication of that. Yeah. But if we start having these conversations in these contexts, I feel like it will help in the long term. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, like you said, the conversation is the most practical way of going forward. Yeah. Yeah. One practical way. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any thoughts? Yeah, on how we. Yeah. Yeah, we... I, I think. Yeah, I think. Sorry, I think. I think that's huge. I think having these conversations. I think, even if you're gonna have like invite a you know a woman out and say, hey, I would love to grab coffee, grab lunch. Um, just making sure, yes, like let's get to know each other, um, but don't feel feel don't feel pressured. You know, if this doesn't doesn't work out, you know, we're going to continue to be brother and sister in Christ. Yeah. I think reiterating that and making sure that they know that priority here is the fact that we are tied together in Christ, um, yeah. and that a, a coffee, the way that this goes, obviously we want to honor each other, but the way that this goes isn't going to change the fact that we're brother and sister in Christ. Right. Um, and this isn't me proposing. Uh, I simply want to get to know you being, you know, over communicating that I think can be really important in that yeah. she's not guessing, yeah. you know, I think sometimes yeah. we as men under communicate because we don't know what we're, we're doing if we're being honest. Uh, yeah. and, and that leaves her to guess as we figure out what we want. Uh, and so over communicating and saying, Hey, this is what I, I, I'm thinking this, you know, this is what I see in you. I would love to grab coffee or whatever. And we can see where this goes, if it goes anywhere. And, and if it doesn't go well, we can communicate that and continue to be fine. You know, we can continue to be in the same groups, home groups and in the same church and the same this and the same that. And it doesn't have to be awkward. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's another so thing communicating that is work good. on too, is our communication. 
I think like we don't lead with integrity because we don't communicate. And I think that if we make our intentions clear, you know, I think sometimes we play games and, you know, we lead people on. And when you don't communicate and lead people on, you kind of make, mm-hmm. you know, you're, it's, it's this weird thing where you allow yourself, you, you, you allow room for ambiguity. Mm-hmm. And so something can be true, but because you haven't communicated, you're off the hook, but you're not really off the hook, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so definitely, definitely. Well, there's a lot more we could talk about. There's a lot more we can discuss. Maybe we could do a part two. Um, but do you guys have any last thoughts on how we should be moving as single men? Um, it would be, man, in your singleness, pursue God. In your singleness, keep your eyes on God, you know? Uh, at least for, for me right now, in this season that I am, I am able to enjoy my singleness because I have a right view of God mm. and, and a right view of what singleness is. Right? For a lot of us, the reason why we want to get into a relationship is for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. But when we have a right view of what singleness is, then we will, have a, we will enjoy our season. Enjoy yeah. the season that you're in. Singleness is yeah. a beautiful thing. It's not yeah. a curse. It's good, man. Right? Yeah. Um, so when, when I'm enjoying my singleness, praise God, yeah. I highly suggest y'all read the book, The Seven Myths of Singleness, because it's really helped me view myself in a healthy way. Um, so just like in your singleness, pursue God. Yeah. Um, and as you do that, you know, God will provide someone for you. Be encouraged. Till then, keep running for the Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's good, man. I love it. Yeah. That book is a game changer. Seven Myths of Singleness. Yes, sir. Fikru, Brother Fikru. Uh, one time for the one time. You got your thoughts. Yeah. One time for the one time. Thoughts. I'm going yeah. to wrap mine up. I think, uh, we didn't talk too much about it, but I think one other thing is that, you know, uh, don't walk in fear. Don't allow fear be the thing that prevents you from a good thing. I think, uh, and, uh, you know, uncertainty uh, oftentimes keeps us from pursuing because we don't Mm -hmm. know what this is supposed to look like. We don't know how it's supposed to go. We've had past relationships, past things happen um, where maybe it just didn't honor the Lord. Maybe we didn't uh, communicate and we weren't honorable. And so we're scarred by that, you know, heal uh, seek, you know, reconciliation, uh, seek healing, seek all of these things. And then when you feel as though there's somebody that you think might be worth pursuing, um, shoot your shot and seek wisdom in it, you know, like pretty simple, you know, if you're surrounded by community of of believers, wise people talk, have these conversations and say, Hey, uh, I'm asking her out. How should I do this wisely? How should I honor her in this? How can I honor the Lord in this? And then yeah. throughout the whole process, continue to do that. I think that'll free us up and and not thinking, hey, if I if I ask this question, I need to propose. Um, mm-hmm. It's it, I feel like we put too much pressure on it, and so seek to honor her, seek to honor the Lord, and and I think you'll be That's all right. Good, yeah. That reminds me of a quote I heard Pastor Neb one time say that I heard it like three four years ago, but it's just <laughs> so deep. He said, "If a man is not ready to be a re- to be rejected." A man is not ready to pursue a woman. Mm. And so, yeah, man. Mm. No, I, um, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, <laughs> it's like, I would love to unpack that. But all in all, I would say that we got a lot of work to do in the church, but I'm here for it. I want to see yeah. us get better. Yeah. I want to see the bride of Christ get better. Um, we're going to get better day by day. Mm. Um, we got to have these conversations more and more. 
um ladies let us know if you want us to address anything else from the men's perspective we actually want to do parts with this and also invite women on here and hear their side yeah. as well yeah. and hear how they view the whole dating experience and what it's like for women in yeah. this day and age dating because i think just talking to some sisters you know it's an interesting place for them as well but all in all like we got to continue having safe spaces for yeah. dialogue we got to keep pushing the envelope, not leading yeah. with fear, yeah. enjoying our singleness, yes. doing things the right way, so on and so forth. And so, yeah, man, thank you guys for joining us yeah. today, Sam and Fikru. This was fun. It didn't even feel like an hour went by. Mm -hmm. it, just, mm -hmm. it was pretty quick, uh, <laughs> really fast. Um, but yeah, let us know in the comment section. DM us if you want a part two or if you just need any more clarification on things that have already been said or for us to dive deeper in things that were already communicated. Uh, we love um, all of you guys. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Until next time, family, peace and grace.